Welcome back, everybody, to Diversion Insights. My guest today is Katie Shell. Katie recently changed positions within Ascension. She is now the Director of Program Integration, in which she's doing a lot of work with the Drug Supply Chain Security Act. But her previous position was Pharmacy Area Manager, and in that role, governance of opioids, pain management, and the National Diversion Prevention Steering Committee was all under her umbrella. And it was in that capacity that she did a lot of work surrounding education with diversion within her healthcare system. And that education is what we're gonna talk about today. So welcome Katie to the podcast. Thank you, Terry, great to be here. Yeah, I'm glad you are. We've been trying to coordinate this for some time, so I'm glad we made it work. Let's jump in. I know there is a lot of work that was done at your institution that you are very proud of. And so we want to hear all about those things. So let's start at the beginning. Do you recall when you originally identified the need for more education? Was there something that happened that made you realize, hey, we need some more education? Or did you go looking specifically at what the education was? as part of your purview, or was it just kind of one of those things you stumbled upon? It's like, hey, you know what? We, we need a little bit more education. Yeah, so Terry, that's a great question. As it stands, I always find that education is really foundational to any program and strategy. And we developed our original opioid stewardship strategy, strategy back in 2020. Um, and then under that came our diversion prevention strategy. Um, so originally we did a lot of education around opioid stewardship uh, for the various disciplines across the health system. And then once we put together the diversion prevention strategy, we recognized immediately that there would be a need for diversion prevention education. At the same time or around that time, we also had the ASHP best practices for diversion prevention come out. And of course, in that, uh, there's a recommendation about including education for your associates. And so at that point, we've sort of recognized this is a great time to get started with this and make sure that our teams are aware of what is happening out there with diversion and how we can prevent it in our organization. Okay. All right. So it started with a general opioid stewardship type of education, it sounds like. That's exactly yeah. right. And did that education by chance include other options for non-opioids treatments and that type of stuff? It absolutely did. The original education was focused around an acute pain multimodal uh, ma management strategy. So yes, absolutely foundational using uh, non-opioids, acetaminophen and NSAIDs as the foundation, and then only using opioids when it was necessary. So that was an, a very important first step for us from the opioid stewardship perspective at Ascension. And was that education given to your bedside nurses as well? Because if they don't buy into it, obviously, you know, the patient's going to get the other option that is probably on the profile. <laughs> That's exactly right. And yes, we included that um, nursing in that education, as well as all of our clinicians that were prescribing in the hospitals. And in, in addition to that, our pharmacy staff. Okay. I'm just curious, did you do any um, metrics surrounding that? Did you see change? Did you move the needle on that? Did you see a decrease in prescribing of opioids? And it's maybe a while ago. So we absolutely okay. did. We absolutely did. In fact, I don't know the specific numbers, but 
we did track MME utilization on our inpatient sites of care um, based on that uh, multimodal pain strategy. Essentially, we built an, an order set in the EHR uh, for that to happen. And that's how we were able to track all of the um, uh, metrics behind that. Um, so it was fantastic um, improvement that we saw um, really since the time that we implemented that order set uh, to, to now. And now we're looking at order set utilization more specifically. We've now gotten the metrics around that as well. Um, so we're continuing to track and promote the use of that order set. That's fantastic. Yeah, I just, um, just yesterday, in fact, so for those of you that aren't familiar with the ibuprofen and Tylenol using together, um, they really do work very well together. And there's studies out there that it's even better than oxycodone, I think, I forget 20 milligrams, or I forget exactly the, the strength. But um, I had another example of that yesterday. So my daughter's fiance, that's a, that's a relatively new word, um, in our family was doing some work in our house and he ended up cutting his knee on, on some glass, pretty, pretty bad, right across his kneecap. And he's been in a fair amount of pain. And so a couple of days ago, she asked me, hey, mom, do we have anything stronger in the house? Because he's really in a lot of pain. I'm like, oh boy. Um, and I said, you know, have him take the Tylenol along with the ibuprofen, which I had told them a week ago, but he hadn't done apparently. But long story short, when I checked in with them again, she said that he said that for the first time in about a week, I think he has been pain-free after he took the Tylenol with the, the ibuprofen. So, you know, it's just, I've, you've, some people listening have maybe heard me tell the story. It worked with my daughter's ACL surgery. It worked with my husband's Achilles tendon surgery. And then now we have another example where somebody was finally pain-free with that combination. So mm -hmm. that's great. And it, and it seems really kind of like, really, that's going to work. But if you can get those bedside nurses and your physicians to buy into that and give that a try, then um, I think they'll be pretty amazed with, with what they see and they can really control a lot of pain there. So that's great. Okay, all right. And it sounds like it was a team approach. You guys worked on it, I'm sure with committees and, and that was a lot of work involved in that with that education content. Yes, it was a tremendous amount of work. The original education was put together for our multimodal strategy with a multidisciplinary team um, that was led by our quality department at that time. And we did assign CEs to all of these um, educational modules. So it was a one hour program and uh, we were able to do the multidisciplinary CE for, for all of those two, which is really always a big win when it comes to education and getting people to complete things. Not only that, but this was also a national assignment and is uh, continued to be assigned to all of our new hires at Ascension uh, so that they are aware of the pain management program and expectations. Okay, fantastic. All right. So then it transitioned into we need something for diversion. So was that mostly based on the ASHP recommendations that came out? Did you have an event? Um, what, what made you realize we really need to do the same thing with diversion education? Absolutely. I would say that was definitely multifaceted. Um, it, at the same time we had those ASHP guidelines come out, um, we started seeing also diversion cases started popping up in the news like every day. Um, and um, additionally, at that time, I got involved uh, with Natty, um, and that was really important, um, kind of eye-opener for me when I 
started getting involved with that team, understanding like, wow, there is really a big opportunity uh, to provide education and to ensure that our teams know how to prevent diversion and how, how to identify it. Um, and really, again, foundational. I always feel that education is so foundational. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. All right. Yeah. Multifaceted. I'm sure there, there was a lot going on and you're right. There seems to be a lot of stories in the news um, in the last couple of years that it's just become, I don't know if it's just, we're more aware people are reporting. So then we become aware. Um, but yeah, there's a lot going on. All right. So what method of education was it mostly modules? You had said that you did CEs, which fantastic idea, everybody out there, nobody likes to do those learning modules, but if you get a CE and it's free, then it's like you kill two birds with one stone. So um, did you do anything in addition to the modules? Absolutely. So with our diversion education, we did center it around uh, my learning modules. We utilize a platform at Ascension to track module completion. And so that that really helps us in many ways, but primarily it helps us show um, how many individuals have completed it as we've assigned them. And then it also has that assessment portion. So from the joint commission perspective, you want to be able to show, yes, my team did this. And yes, um, they proved their competent um, in, in this assessment. And that's really been important too, because the joint commission has started looking much more closely at diversion prevention tactics and within our hospitals and what we're doing. So that's really kind of, that's our go-to for education is doing the modules. Um, however, in some cases, we also did separate uh, continuing education programs and didn't necessarily include those as um, a module in our mind learning system for a number of reasons. Uh, but some of them were just live programs that we wanted people to attend live. And those we also assigned CE to um, using our um, ACP ACPE accreditation. Um, and, you know, sometimes there's, you know, just that really nice thing about having a live program where you can in be interactive and ask questions at the same time. Um, so, so, yeah, we did a little bit of a mix, but really the education was centered around those types of programs um, in addition to creating resources that our teams could use that were paper resources to follow, follow for diversion investigations and those types of things. So it kind of, while the education was centered really around those live programs or the recorded webinars, um, we provided resources in a paper format that would help individuals follow the process essentially. Okay. And was your education different for the different disciplines or levels of your associates, your management team? Did they get something different? Absolutely. I'm a huge believer in making sure that you are speaking to your audience and, and making sure that the content is appropriate for that audience. So, for example, for the pharmacy team, uh, we created the, the original pharmacy education that we created included the opioid stewardship aspects because we really knew that if we could limit the amount of opioids being used in the hospital, that limits the amount of controlled substances being touched, which then can limit uh, your potential for diversion. So we knew that was a really, really important foundational effort there. So our original education included that. Um, and we also kind of centered around controlled substance best practices and 
like those ASHP guidelines, you know, just making sure that we were educating our teams uh, to those um, specifics. But when it came to nursing, they don't care as much about those types of things. We were really talking to nursing about controlled substance handling expectations, timelines, and the importance of them um, keeping very accurate accountability of those controlled substances. So, and then when it came to the leadership perspective, absolutely, totally different. They don't care about all of those other things. We were talking about what is the implication of diversion at your site? What have, you know, if you have the DEA coming in, what does that mean? And, um, you know, we kind of centered around that and then around really what is the expectation for leadership from our uh, national leadership team, which is really centered around supporting any of the local efforts around diversion prevention, including education, but including uh, support for the investigations and those types of things as well. So absolutely totally different um, depending on who we were talking to. We also made diversion prevention uh, modules for our diversion response teams at each site, which as you know, are multidisciplinary. So those were also different because diversion response teams, expectations and responsibilities are very different from that, from that of a frontline technician or pharmacist. So in those, we really centered the education around what is the expectation of you on that team and what is the team's responsibility in that investigation process? So like I said, lots of different educational opportunities. A lot of those we've actually made available to really all of our teams in case there's a, you know, desire uh, for people to share that with, you know, a new, a new individual that's coming on or um, go back and watch something if they've forgotten. Um, so we've tried to make that available again, either within our, my learning system, or we also have access to a CE portal, if you will, that allows individuals to go in and view CEs outside of the, my learning system. Okay. All right. Well, that sounds great. Sounds very comprehensive. How do they repeat these modules? I know you said they have access to it if they want to go look at it, but is this an ongoing thing? So that's a great question as well, Terry. What we focused on is creating, again, that foundational first education. Um, like I said, for pharmacy, we did our first national education in 2022. So last spring, we finished that up. And that was really foundational with uh, from the perspective of like, again, providing that opioid stewardship background, providing those controlled substance best practices. And, um, you know, just again, kind of high level, here's the overview of what we're going to do for diversion prevention. But this last year, so in 2023, we just completed a second round of pharmacy education, which was instead of an hour, it was a half hour CE program. And instead of focusing on all the things we focused on last year, we really centered ourselves around the diversion prevention strategy at Ascension. And then we also really took a huge focus this year on substance use disorder awareness. How can you tell if someone in your site, your colleague, your friend is suffering from substance use disorder? What are the resources available in our institutions uh, for those individuals? And how can you get help and how can you report? We centered around all of those things. Um, I'm especially really grateful we had an individual within our organization that had previously suffered from substance use disorder and received help by his manager identifying that there was a challenge. And we were able to include a brief video of him uh, to really drive the point home and really help individuals, you know, identify with these challenges. And that was a huge, um, I, that was a huge win from the perspective of 
associates really appreciated that deep insight um, from that individual and that informational sharing. So um, that was so that was this year, and we included. So again, like I said, we we included different aspects to these educations, but that recording of the individual sharing his story was included in all of our education for this year. So leadership, nursing, pharmacy, everybody, because that applied everywhere. Um, and realistically, you know, I'd really love to share that with every single associate at Ascension too, because as you guys know, it's not always um, maybe that frontline nurse that's diverting. It could be someone else. And by putting the information out there and that substance use disorder awareness out there to everyone, this helps kind of open the door for having those discussions, having people think about who's suffering potentially from substance use disorder, because that is really such an important part of our diversion prevention strategy as well. Yeah, absolutely. And I think um, you did a couple of things there by doing that. You really made it personal. You probably engaged your audience more because they could hear you know, a personal story. But in addition to that, I think what you did is you went a long way in working to establish a culture of self-reporting. And you've now said, hey, Ascension is a place where you can come to us and you can get help um, rather than, you know, continuing to hide it for fear of what is going to be done with you because we've done this, you know, with one of our associates in the past. So I think that's fantastic. So between your CE offering and a personal sharing story, you've done something that, you know, maybe a lot of places haven't done. And both of those I think are fantastic. So how do you, um, so just for pharmacy, you did the one hour overview and then now it's a 30 minute completely different content. Do you require all new hires to do the one hour overview and then whatever the current offering is for that year? That's exactly right, Terry. We felt like there was not overlap in the content really. So we felt it was important to continue that foundational education module, including as I went going back to our opioid stewardship module, that's also assigned to all new hires. So really they're getting the full story when they're coming into Ascension to understand, okay, so I need to focus on opioid stewardship and I need to focus on diversion prevention. Oh, and now I need to focus on substance use disorder awareness. So absolutely, um, we have continued to assign uh, those original modules and then Yes, all new hires will get the 30, 30 minute module that we assigned this year as well. Again, because we really want to make sure everyone gets all of that content. Right. Yeah. So five years from now, they might have all the original, all the years, their year. If you keep changing your content, that's how, that is excellent. <laughs> Absolutely. And I think it's, you know, everything is evolving so much. The other thing that we always try to include in the education is focusing on a diversion case. Um, and a lot of times I actually focus on something that I've seen in the news that is just so egregious or you know, like so unbelievable that you're like, how could this happen? I think that that always also pulls the individual in. It doesn't matter who that is, pharmacists, nurses, providers, leaders, everyone cares about hearing about, oh my gosh, how did that diversion case mm -hmm. happen? Um, so that's something I always like to include one or more actual diversion cases. And again, usually I'm pulling those from something that's happened out there in the out there in the United States that I just could not believe. 
Um, some of the some of the cases we heard at Natty, for example. Also, I like to share those. So, I think that's really important too. Um, as we talk about the cases. And of course, as as time goes on, we will have to probably refine those CEs. As you know, CEs have to be renewed every three years or so. So we'll have to go back and review the content, make sure still everything is up to date and that we haven't changed anything. And then, um, yes, as we move forward, uh, they, they may retire some of those and, and modify depending on what the strategy looks like at that time. But certainly could actually have all of those things in place and great opportunities for our new associates to get a bunch of CEs as they're onboarding. Yeah, no, I think that's great. I think it's wonderful how you take the time to personalize the content. I think at a lot of institutions, it's just the same thing year after year after year. Um, and so the tendency is, oh, I did this last year. You just jump straight to the answers and um you know you have them all and that's that and there's really not a lot of absorbing and a lot of learning so i i was going to ask you do you do you do anything to make sure that they're really paying attention but it seems to me that your content is interesting enough that people probably are actually doing the whole module so that they can hear these you know different types of information and stories because stories do draw people in for sure Yes, okay. we do. Yeah. We do have some pieces that require them to, for example, for the ones that are videos, they have to watch the video. It, it literally will not allow them to complete it until they've watched the whole video. But another strategy is in the nursing program, it's interactive where they actually having to um, select certain things with their with their mouse during the program, which also oh. just encourages that interactivity. And then they, you know, throughout that module, there are little questions that come up that they have to get right. So I do think, you know, it, it's sort of, it's a force, kind of a force factor, but at the same time, that is one way we can make sure that they're really picking up on it. But the other piece to that is when there are um, challenges identified, like, it, you know, if a nurse is not following policy or what have you, like they completed the module. Um, so really the expectations were set forth in that they were set forth in the policy. So you have all of that background to say like, well, you, you know, you have completed that and you have um, shown competence when you completed it. So, you know, from that perspective, I think that's also very important. That's a good point. It's another tool that you can use to, to show. We gave you the baseline, the standards. And so you signed off on it and that's just a, Kind of another checkbox to to say you know well you've heard it um that's right so, that's right yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah that's a good point because we always want to in every case it's like well what's your understanding of this policy you know um so this proves that they've at, at least done it okay mm -hmm. so you talked about the pharmacy nursing is is handled the same way and then you've got your individual diversion teams that do it do they do that annually as well? Do you modify that? Or that's probably more consistent as to what their expectations and their, as long as the process stays the same, I would suspect. Yeah, the medication diversion response team pro uh, program has really only been created once. So we haven't provided an update in that one yet. That one will probably not change too much because it's centered around the use of our um, national policy template for diversion investigations and, and the process there, which really spells out exactly how at Ascension we expect for diversion investigations to occur. So from that perspective, uh, probably not a huge amount of change for that, but 
as we identify things that our diversion investigation teams need, we do center education around that. For example, one of the things that was specifically requested was that interviewing was a challenge. And I know that you know this, but you know, not everyone has ever participated in an actual interview um, in an investigation. So really, you know, honing in on those skills is extremely important. So I was fortunate that we were able to collaborate with one of our, you know, I'm in a hospital system, it's a health system, but work with a lot of hospitals. And one of our hospital individuals um, that's a security leader is a former detective and investigator with our local sheriff's office. So I was able to collaborate with him to provide a CE program on interviewing and investigation skills. Um, and this again, so we, we just hear from our teams, what is it that you need and what can we help provide? So we're trying to meet those individual needs as they come up. Um, and, and what we're hearing is kind of the same thing around the country. Interviewing and investigation skills was a challenge. A lot of pharmacists and nurses don't have that. Your security folks might, but not everyone else will. So that was that, that was an important and I, it was really excited to be able to offer that one. And that one was another one that was really interesting because you don't often have a police officer, a security lead talking to a bunch of pharmacists, but that's essentially, and, and nurses, but that's essentially what we had there, which so that one was really unique too and really engaging. Yeah, absolutely. For sure. Cause that's a different side and not everybody has the skill set for it. I mean, it's a difficult position that you're put in to, to ask the hard questions and, and interview somebody. So you certainly found the person who had the expertise to, yeah, no, I think that's great. And CEs again, which is, is fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So let's talk about the national, the approval. I know when you and I spoke, you were really excited about that. So what does that mean? What is involved in getting it? How many, you know, facilities is this distributed through to overall. Yes. So yes, I was extremely excited. Essentially the process that we use um, at Ascension for the approval of our modules, um, typically the content begins in one place or another. Often for, for these programs, often it was something I put together and then we um, would review it with our regulatory and compliance subcommittee. Uh, it's a pharmacy group that contains uh, members from each of our states. And that way we could just make sure if there were any state driven um, regulations or anything like that, we could just make sure that we weren't overstepping on any of that. Um, so that team would review it. And then we have a national diversion prevention steering committee and that team would ultimately finally uh, review it and sign off for us to be able to move forward and, and share that. Um, so that's sort of the approval process, but the process to actually get something assigned uh, to all associates is a little different. Um, so from the pharmacy perspective, I work on the pharmacy national team. So that one was a little bit more easy to navigate because I'm, I'm part of that team. Uh, but with nursing, um, and this one was the one I was so excited about recently. Um, this one, you know, we have to get approval by our nursing executives. And uh, part of that was just uh, ensuring that um, our executive sponsor, which, which is actually a nurse, um, was able to share information with the team and everyone kind of got on the same page with being able to assign that to all of our nurses nationally. Um, so frontline nurses. And again, this is really centered around controlled substance handling expectations. So how many minutes should I be um, 
holding that med before I'm giving it? How many minutes should it be before I uh, put that back in the ADC? Those types of things. Um, so again, we kept that program fairly short for nursing. It was not a CE program because it's about 20 minutes. Um, and the content from this one is really uh, was actually pulled from a previously used module in one of our states that was really, really good. And we just pulled in the national perspective to move that one forward. Uh, but overall, that's that's sort of the challenges. The, the easy part is creating the, the modules. The hard part is getting them approved and then ultimately getting them assigned. But we were able to achieve that for the pharmacists, um, for all of the pharmacists, both programs last year and this year, and uh, for our nursing uh, team this year. So very, very excited about that. Yeah, that's great. And anybody that's involved in this stuff knows how hard it is. I mean, they're very protective and rightly so of their nurses time. And we don't want to give them, you know, stuff that they don't need to listen to, and especially, you know, across the board, but that's great. And then everybody is getting the same information. And if you've got anybody transferring between sites that they, they know, exactly what the process is. And again, in the case with the nurses and that module, those are all the baseline things I'm sure that you're going to look for when you do a diversion audit, you know, where did they fall short? And if everybody has done that module, then you've kind of got that first box check. Like you, you should know this because we did educate you on this. So that's mm -hmm. great. Mm -hmm. so congratulations on that. I know how long that that can take and patience, the patience it requires. Do you have a few? How long did it take? Do you know? So we um, put that module together last year. Okay. I'm thinking towards the end of last year. I think it, it, it's it's been almost a year. Probably yeah, like yeah. Eight, eight to 12 months um, to move that one forward. But I do think, Terry, that one of the things that really helped us move forward with the nursing one, uh, the nursing module assignments was the inclusion of the substance use disorder awareness video with our associate mm -hmm. sharing experience, because you can't replace that. Um, you mm -hmm. can't replace that type of information to be shared with every single person. So I think that was one thing that really helped us move the, the entire program through. Okay. Yeah. Good to know. Interesting. Okay. Well, this is fantastic. Is there anything else you want to share with the listeners? Were there any lessons learned along the way that you feel you would do different if you had to do it over again, or, you know, top one or two things that you want to emphasize that if this is a direction they want to go, you know, how to get the buy-in or something that you would recommend that they do. That's a great, that's a great question, Terry. I think probably ultimately, again, I would say educational is foundation, foundational to all of all of our diversion prevention work. And I know that it can be very time consuming um, to do this process, but I do feel it is extremely valuable and has been extremely valuable to our program and our team members to be able to share the information that we've shared. And really just engage these individuals in diversion prevention by sharing stories, by sharing associate experiences. This is a great way to engage individuals and have people, you know, being on the lookout for diversion in, in your sites of care, in our sites of care. I think uh, um, if, if anything, like I would just say to your point, use your patience in this process, pack it and be ready that sometimes things are going to be hard, hard to move forward. But, um, 
but but once everyone is on board, it is absolutely phenomenal to see the success that it can be bring, can be brought forward. Perfect, Katie. I couldn't have said it any better. I think all of those are, are really good points. And um, congratulations to that national module. And thank you for all the work that you've done, because that just improves patient care and patient safety, as well as employee safety. Um, and for working to create that culture that's an open, hopefully more of a self-reporting culture within your organization. So I think it's great what your organization has done. So thank you for sharing all of that. Awesome, thank you. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. All right, I'll probably see you soon at Natty or somewhere. That's right, that's right. <laughs> all right, thank you. You have a great rest of your week. Thanks, Terry.